Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the Simply Spoken podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. She is a very good friend that I've known a long time since the first day of college and I'm really excited for you guys to get to know her. Today we'll be doing an interesting topic about decision making, indecision, and how it plays a role in all of our lives. And today's guest will be sharing her own experiences and her continued journey into decision making and what that means for her. So everyone give a warm welcome to Simi. Hi, hello. Simi, thank you so much for being here today. I know that it's been a while since we've talked, so I'm really grateful that you're here today with us on this podcast. You were one of the first people that I ever told that I was doing this, so I'm really grateful for that. If you want to just jump in and introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Simi. Uh, my pronouns are she, they. Um, and I'm currently uh, a master's student in public health, graduated with a, a bachelor's degree in biology and a minor in women and gender studies. That's great. Another master's student. So... <laughs> Basically, when we were talking, you really wanted to talk about your own personal journey. And I'm sure a lot of people in their own right have their own stories of what indecision is. But I know for your story, it's different in the sense that it's catered towards your identity, not only about your career, but just who you are as a person. So if you want to, you know, just jump into that, what decision making has been like for you since the start? Absolutely. So like primarily, um, one of the biggest, I guess, uh, pieces of me has been like geared towards the desire to help people. Like ever since I was little, I've always had that like drive, which is honestly such like a a cliche thing to say now, I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, I want to help people, which I mean, it gets kind of tiring to hear. But like, I definitely wanted to impact the people around me, the community around me um, in a positive way. And I mean, that desire also kind of grew and changed as I um, as I explored what my community really was. Like, for example, I identify as part of the LGBT community. So like uh, learning more about myself came to um, an aid for me to push myself towards that desire of the people that I want to help, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was something that I truly wanted to do from, from a young age, how that manifested for me for a long time was, Oh, I want to help people. So I guess I'm going to be a doctor or, you know, something in the medical field so I can help people that way. Like that's the best way that I can think of to help people. Um, And so so that's that's where I went. Off I went on to my medical science journey. Um, I went to a, like, not exactly a magnet school, but like a vocational school and for high school. And they, um, they had a, a medical science program. So I, I took classes there. The entire time I was like, okay, this is cementing that this is, you know, this is what I want to do. The, the courses make sense. The information makes sense. This is it. 
at this point I was I felt like I was very sure of my decisions and I was very like firm in my convictions and the stuff that I wanted to the the vision that I had for my future right Mm -hmm. and then I graduate college I mean sorry I graduate high school uh and I come into college and everything was different I don't know if it was the um distance from my family uh who to be completely honest was the driving factor of me choosing medical science as opposed to any other method of helping others um I don't know if it was the distance from them or if it was the um friends that I made or I don't know what exactly it was but I started to question um what exactly I saw myself doing in the future um you know and that's just something that got harder and harder for me as I as I went on like I figured okay I just got to college um give me give me like a semester or two to freak out and then after like my first year I'll be really like sure of what I want to do I'll be really set um and it'll be all okay especially because you hear people saying all the time like don't freak out if you don't know what you want to do when you first get to college Take the first year of college to, like, explore. Um, It's okay if you're undecided. Being undecided is okay. Just make sure you know by your sophomore year. Um, Sophomore year rolls around, and I'm still very much undecided. I'm taking all the pre-med courses. I'm, like, you know, doing all of the – which, by the way, are insanely hard. (laughs) Do Do not recommend if you are not serious about, like, pursuing pre-med because your GPA will suffer if you do not do well take it from me like I I did not do the things that I should have done I did not like pursue it with my fullest uh like my fullest drive and that's something that I eventually rectified I ended up doing okay but like in the beginning it was real tough Mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's like you know I get to sophomore year I'm still very undecided still sticking with pre-med, even though I'm not sure of it myself. Um, and that's, that's the thing, right? Like that's, that's, that's where you start to like panic a little, that indecision starts to creep up on you. People around you are, you know, starting to be really like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do with my future. I know exactly what I'm doing after college. Like this is, I know every step from here on for the next five years. And I was still sitting there like in my classes thinking to myself okay but is this relevant to the future how is this going to help me help people mm-hmm. how is this going to help me like finalize that dream of wanting to impact my community in a positive way right yeah and so honestly it took a lot of a lot of soul searching and a lot of a lot of different courses i picked up a minor in women and gender studies, I took a couple of psych classes. For a long time, I was really like sure that I was going to switch majors entirely from bio to psych to psychology. Um, didn't end up doing that. Took like half of the requirements, but never ended up doing it. Um, and then, you know, eventually picked up a minor in women and gender studies. Learned a lot about. Um, 
you know, those communities and like just how how I can help the people who identify as I identify as a as a person of color, as a member of the LGBT community, a bi woman, a non binary person, you know, like uh this is all identities that like I was tied to. And as I dove deeper into that minor, I learned more and more about the things that I could do that could impact those communities positively. So I started trying to figure out if there was a way that I could match both the drive to like, at this point, I was very sure that med school was not in it for me, was not it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my grades were okay, but not like great. And everyone was driving the fact that if you don't have a 4.0, you're going to suffer, like, in the college admission process. Which Which, is not true. (laughs) Which is not true. But like, you know, that's what, thank you, HPO, for scaring me (laughs) on that front. Um, But yeah, so, so I figured, okay, so how can I take this, my minor, my passion, and um, kind of connect it to my major or the thing that I'm, you know, the most, that I've already devoted the most time to, you know, like trying to salvage what I, the decisions that I had already made with the decisions that I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Right. And it took a lot of soul searching. I had many, many meetings with my advisors. I tried to talk to everybody under the sun that I could join clubs, joined like mentorships try to get answers from any possible angle um and ultimately I was still clueless I mean now like you know flash forward however many years I'm here uh you know studying uh public health with a concentration in LGBTQ health so which so it all worked out in the end but at the time I struggled a lot about it or because of it because of my inability to like decide but the thing that I want to the thing that I want to make clear is that just because I was struggling with my indecision doesn't mean that that it was a bad thing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like absolutely in the moment it was it was difficult but I feel like ultimately that like difficulty the fact that it was something that did not like oh pops into my head this is exactly what I'm gonna do like the fact that it was something that I had to do a lot of digging to find do a lot of like soul searching to to get to the point where oh duh this is the perfect uh fit for me I think that that's that's what made it the perfect fit for me you know what I mean yeah the fact that I that I had to work like with myself to figure out exactly what it is that I wanted to do, what I wanted to do um, and how I could get myself there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just gave a lot to divulge in, but the one thing that really stood out to me is you mentioned this theme and pattern of struggling. Do you think that if you hadn't struggled the way you did, that you would be in the position and the decision that you made in this moment? Absolutely not. I definitely feel like I would be somewhere else. 
uh, a lot less happier, a lot uh, more. Oh, I don't even I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. It's hard to think how things for me, the the whole concept of like, what ifs are very weird, because it's hard for me to visualize doing anything other than doing what I already am, or like being in any other position than where I already am. Um, and it's difficult, because it's, it's like a very like emotional thing for me, like if I because most of my decisions before college were driven by, oh, this is what the people around me would benefit from the most. And then once I got to college and I did all of this soul searching and I did all of this like digging, uh, most of my decisions were based off of um, what's going to benefit me the most mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, like financially, all of the above. Right. So, I see yeah, so the struggle, I, I'm, I'm glad I went through it because it, it led me here, you know. Mm-hmm. And you said that you came from a minority background, different categories. You also mentioned that in the beginning, it was your family that drove you to make certain decisions, mm-hmm. which is really understandable, especially from Asian backgrounds, South Asian backgrounds, such as yourself. So at this point, like, do you think that you're still having like your the influence of your family and your decisions? Or do you think at this point, you're more secure in knowing the choices that you're making and that, you know, it's a little bit less of their say? Honestly, I feel like I'll never be able to get fully away from the influence of my family, uh, at least in my decision making, because all of my decisions are based on like the morals that I've gotten from them, the values that they raised me with and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like all of, all of their input is what's made me the person that I am today. Absolutely. And so I don't think that I'll ever be able to get away from their influence, but I do think that I have less, um, emphasis on their influence and more emphasis on my own decisions and my own ideas which is a good thing I feel like because there are definitely times when my family and I didn't see eye to eye you know as much as I appreciate everything that I've gotten from them I'm grateful for everything that my family has done for me I can't deny that that there are moments when our ideas about certain things don't match up and if I had gone with what my family uh, or other relatives say over what I decided on my own, then I can't say for sure that I would be as confident in myself or as secure in my like future as I am now. I see, which is which is totally fair because you know I know you have sisters. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, they're your support system. So it's not easy to just say, okay, I don't want you guys anymore. Because they're always going to be there no matter what. So I think that's really interesting the way you put it, that despite the differences and everything that you've gone through throughout the years, you still want them there. And I think that's really important, something that we all have to grapple with, like Mm -hmm. in times where we're so frustrated when we don't have the support that we want. But you know, maybe that 
you know, opposition and negativity is something that we need to not only drive our inspiration to make the decisions that we want, but to also reflect on other decisions that we haven't thought about. So that's really interesting. Absolutely. And I mean, it's really important to remember that like, a little bit of opposition is good sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, if someone's not there pushing you to like, explore other viewpoints and perspectives, then how are you going to grow? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think that we get better at decision making as we get older? I know, like, we (laughs) haven't lived on Earth for that long. But based on your experiences, what do you think? I feel like decision making is definitely something that gets a little bit easier in some aspects as you get older like maybe once you're more firm in who you are and what your values are and what your core belief system is it's easier to come to certain decisions faster however Mm -hmm. I I mean little decisions I feel like it's always the little decisions that make them that take the most time you know what I mean like it's like where do you want to eat what do you want (laughs) to like where do you want to go today versus do I want to pursue this career or not? Like when it comes down to it, the the bulk questions, at least for me, what I've experienced in my own life, it's like mm-hmm. the big questions are the ones that they might seem like they take the most time, but in actuality, like you can boil it down to like maybe one conversation where you have that breakthrough. Um, you know what I mean? No, I agree. I feel like we have better intuition for things that are larger than other decisions. I think like, especially like with food, that's like an ongoing like (laughs) conversation you're always going to have. But, you know, with like career paths or, you know, life changes, that's always going to be in your head. So I think like the timeline for that is much more extensive, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, I don't know what to say. Like, it's not, like, cut in between in the times. Like, it's not multiple times. It's, like, always going to be forever in a sense. Absolutely. So where do you see yourself five years from now, like, with everything that's going on? Hopefully with a master's degree. (laughs) Um, No, honestly, I see myself doing research in LGBTQ health. That's honestly like the thing that's that's driving me with this degree right now is that I want to be able to impact uh my LGBT community uh with some research I know that um one of my advisors does a lot of like policy work too Mm -hmm. like she's a policy advisor for a lot of the um LGBT bills that are passed and stuff so hopefully I get to work with her for a little bit uh and work in that like frame that that path for a bit um and you know we'll see that's so exciting well I know you're gonna make it there no matter what no matter how long it takes I know you're gonna make it there Mm -hmm. so I have one last question um what is your process for making decisions especially the big ones I know that you shared your story but I guess in a nutshell what is your advice to people who want some sort of shortcut per se um honestly as much as I would love a shortcut I don't know if there is one but my my go-to method for at least getting myself onto that like 
onto the path to making a decision is pros and cons lists, which is so cheesy. And like, uh, you know, everyone's like go to answer, but it's, it's my favorite thing to do when I'm like stuck between two options. I mean, if you've got mm-hmm. more than two options, then I'm so sorry. I don't <laughs> know how to help you, but, um, or just making lists in general, you know, um, I'm a very big list person. So what I do is I, I do a lot of like pros and cons lists for big decisions, especially like, you know, is this, is this the college that I want to go to? Why? Um, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, touch wood, I haven't really had to deal with many like major life changing decisions like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just stuff that's based on like my school and my career. So beyond that, I don't know if I have the scope to answer that for anybody, but always start with making a list. At the very least, it'll help you get your thoughts on paper and you can never go wrong with that. I agree. That's great advice right there. So, Simi, we're honestly at the end of this episode, but is there anything, closing remarks, or anything you'd like to share with our listeners today? Um, If I can just say one last thing, it would be not to be afraid of indecision. Um, If you ever, like, face indecision, just embrace it let it sit with you for a little bit and you will find the answer eventually. Like it might take some time, but if you keep doing that soul searching, if you keep digging within yourself, you will find your answer. I love that. That's going to be my mantra for the rest of this week. I want to say the rest of like my life, but I know I'm going to forget it (laughs) once in a while. So we'll start with the week. Well, thank you so, so much. I, I really appreciate you coming on here and just sharing your story, your experience, and just your own words of wisdom, because I think hearing it from one person puts it into perspective in varied ways for a lot of people. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being on here today. If you guys want to follow Simi, I will be posting her handles for Instagram and anything else that she has on Spotify and Anchor. And next week's episode is going to be a special topic, a conversation that I will be having with another guest. And if you have any questions, please feel free to DM at The Simply Spoken. That is The Simply Spoken on Instagram, all lowercase. At 7 p.m. Eastern Time, new episodes will be released. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, Simi, for being here today. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Take care.